So then Eddie Murphy talked about on one of these records, like he was a kid, he put this cologne on his dick, his mom came in, she's like, Why are you washing your dick in the sink? <laughs> it wasn't that relatable to me. You know what I mean? Like sometimes things are relatable, like, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. He had another bit where he talks about when he was a kid, a lot he started out very, very young. And he's like, Yeah, when I started yeah, out Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even the joke you're telling, oh, yeah. he probably wrote it when he was like eighteen. Well he he was saying he started when he was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. Got joke tell, got joke tell. Yeah. And he said, Yeah, most of my act when I was a kid was about taking a shit. Because that's all I had yeah. done at that age. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, like, yeah. and and it and like yeah. really stands out because it's like you got to talk about what you know, you know. So yeah. when people are talking about taking a shit, I'm like, oh yeah, it makes sense because it's relatable too, you know, yeah. for most people. Um, oh. Hey, we're getting started. Oh, we I had a list. Started? We're starting. We're about to start our second year of the show. We're like in the. This is maybe the last episode of the first year of the show, if I'm not mistaken. No, this is the second pa- to last episode ultimate. of the first year of the show. So. The point is, I, there's things I've resolved to do. One is keep the energy up. Two is okay. selling. So it's like, not not like close the deal, but meaning like, if you're saying something, I'm trying to sell that thing. Like, if you're telling a joke, okay. I'm going to say, haha, that's a good one, Jake. Or I'm going to say, boo, I don't like it. You know, just okay. got to sell you it. Get sell it either way. The right, other yeah. one, move it right along. I'm not trying to waste more time talking about meta stuff about the show, trying to get to the core of the subject matter. People don't listen yeah. to the show to hear me. I'm, now I'm just breaking my own rule. I'm ready to go, man. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Okay, let's, yeah. let's start then. Let's get going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake. And we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other for decades. Once, while cobbling together a homemade interplanetary communication device. If I recall correctly, it involved a coffee can and a speaking spell machine. That's right. Anyway, once we got it up and running with the help of a tree branch... The Speak and Spill began to display a ranked list of everything. Which I memorized, of course, and because you and I have a special bond... A psychic rapport. It was automatically imprinted into your mind as well. Unfortunately, we were then taken prisoner by federal agents who broke our heart-light mind meld. It was really just a run-of-the-mill psychic rapport. And then killed us. One side effect of death is that it makes you forget the contents of the list. We can now only access the list little bits at a time through an extremely scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how, with the help of our friends and listeners, we reassemble the list of every damn thing. Which is now at 170 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Sriracha and Brief are in the middle of the list. Now, when we talk about Brief, we're not talking about underwear uh, or underpants. We're talking about Brief in, in terms of like a measurement of time, like uh, yeah. uh, uh, just as a concept. Small bit of time, yeah, as yeah. a concept. Uh, so if you want to look at the complete list, uh, go to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes for and, that. And you and I are looking at that list right now because we're about to add... Yeah things to the list that's right we're gonna get straight into it i guess uh there is a little bit of a connection between the themes in today's show and we're gonna start off with um it's a tenuous connection though true (laughs) we're gonna start off with a uh, topic that was submitted by kayleen n it's a movie it's et the extraterrestrial kayleen submitted a lot of really good topics all all topics are good no 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 every topic is good of course and equally valid she in particular submitted a lot where we said, oh, this is pretty good, you know, but like yeah. some of them are going to be challenging. Might need a little research. Yeah. This one we know because uh, coincidentally, Jake and I just watch E.T. So not together. Oh, yeah. But we will be watching a movie tomorrow together. When we went um, to the movie theater you're talking about. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, last week. <laughs> oh, together. yeah. Okay. Okay. Go, get it, man. <laughs> okay. We got so to move on. my first rule, which is we got to be moving along. All right. Okay. Gonna, I'm going to keep you honest, uh, too. All right. We directed, uh, sorry, we didn't direct this movie. Steven Spielberg did. Yeah. It came out in 1982. Is this the follow-up, uh, The Close Encounters? I, I don't have um the... Uh, I'm going to look at this right now. 
Okay. So he had developed a follow-up to Close Encounters. Mm -hmm. It wasn't meant to be a sequel, but it was a follow-up. It was going to be much darker. I think it was called Night Skies, Um, but it never got made. And it's sort of like a lot of the elements of that got turned into this story-wise. We'll get more into that one later, but um, I think this is the one that came after. Well, you know what? I think it might have come after Raiders. Yeah, it goes Jaws, Close Encounters, 1941, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., Twilight Zone, the movie, Temple of Doom. Right. Um, so this was so like, think, he's on a run right now. A legendary run in Hollywood, yeah. making hits. Not counting 1941. Yeah, not counting 1941, which humbled him and maybe made him like rethink things a little bit. But this is yeah. like, uh, he's making big, massive hits every, that everyone sees, children and adults. I saw this because my mother said, you got to see this movie. She had already seen it, yeah. right? Okay. Like she saw it when I was I was visiting my dad out of town. And when I came back, she, the movie was still in theaters. She said, you got to see this thing. I had already read the Mad Magazine parody by the time I saw the movie. Right. So it's like I was familiar with some of the themes of it, of course. Steven Spielberg, he didn't write it. Uh, it was uh-huh. written by Melissa Matheson. But, um, Is that I Richard think Matheson the... relative? Probably. I'm not sure. Yeah. We could put a link in the show notes maybe. Yeah. But um, it was conceived by him. Like he had an imaginary friend as a kid. His parents got divorced. Uh-huh. And so it's sort of based on that. Sort of based on this part in the Night Skies, the thing that didn't get made. Um, mm-hmm. There was a bit about a child, an autistic child, that made a friendship with an alien. So Is Elliot coded as autistic at all in the movie? I don't think he is. He's a little I bit... I don't think he is unless... He's troubled because of his parents' divorce. Yeah, it's yeah. it's more that the the autistic bit is not quite in there. Although there is some stuff where like he's got a connection with ET, where ET teaches him how to like feel and how to be empathetic. Yeah. Um. I mean, they literally have like a it's a psychic bond, but it's also sort of like an empathic bond. I think. You I know? feel like people were um, really around this time in movies. People are like hungry for new age bullshit. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. Not yeah, to yeah. Say, look, I like ET and I like Close Encounters, and I like Star yeah. Wars too. But in all three of those movies, they're like big blockbusters from late 70s, early 80s, where there's two tastes that people want together. And in this case, it's science fiction and new age bullshit, right? Yeah. They want a little bit of fucking psychobabble in their science fiction stuff. And that's cool. Like, I like it too. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. So the plot of the movie is a bunch of alien botanists are taking surveys and they're waddling around and it's little little yeah. puppets aliens yeah. you know what I'm saying they're not puppets yeah, in the well, movie yeah. and they have weird the, the skin is the ET skin is like it's gross it's it's like a, a clammy yeah it's very saggy at the bottom yeah they look like balls and it's kind of like a couch <laughs> those couches that stick yeah. the naga hide or something like that yeah yeah like pleather yeah they're taking samples a- a- aliens up in the hills and it's the San Gabriel Mountains I want to say uh, somewhere in uh, California yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah, one of them gets left yeah. behind. He's like, what am I going to do? He's found by a little boy. Uh, the boy was the same age I was when the movie came out, or roughly. So yeah. like, uh, I, I connected with it. I, I realize now a lot of movies, this is going to maybe a little hot of a take, but a lot of movies had young, dark-haired boys, uh, somewhat delicate boys in them. Right, yeah. Probably because yeah. a lot of directors, they're from like a similar background to where I came from. So I'm like, yeah, I can relate to this guy. There's always a somewhat nerdy, pale uh, but with dark hair and eyes character who's yeah, like yeah. somewhat it's like he's a little ashkenazi maybe coded as a little yeah. autistic and that to me yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. yeah it's easy for me to relate to the characters in this movie meanwhile someone like my sister uh, who is a female by the way and his yeah. upcoming guest on this show is like i don't know man uh, you know who is her for me to be like in this movie yeah it's true it's, it's a really good point this yeah. one thing I, I noticed about this movie is that there's a lot of kids in it and there is gertie played by yeah. uh adoringly by drew barrymore is that um, drew barrymore's first role i'm not sure she my mother's a big fan of drew barrymore 
she saw this movie where Drew Barrymore goes undercover at a high school. She's like, that movie is fantastic. I right. love it. Never, never been kissed. Yeah, yeah. She told. loved it. She loved it. Um, so there's a lot of boys in it. There's this bike crew that like, yeah. it's the friends of the big brother and it includes Ralph Macchio. No, no, sorry. C. Thomas Hell. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a scene at the end where they like, it's it's time to get serious, you know. Uh, they've got to like save ET. It's like they do BMX banditry, right? Awesome BMX yeah. chase scene, which is totally eighties because it's like kids on the BMX being chased through like a subdivision that's currently being. Constructed. I like a kids running from adults chase scene. Yeah, anything yeah. like that yeah. where it's like and they, and maybe the adults get kicked in the balls or they yeah. they drive into shit or you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I like all that uh, kind of uh, stuff. Uh, they don't know the way around like the kids do. Before the scene starts, is this awesome like shot of them putting on awesome sunglasses in a cool hat, and then C. Thomas Hell puts on a ski mask, and they say, "Let's do it." You get pumped, but no, no girls. So Drew Barrymore's not in that scene. Drew Barrymore's not in that scene, and uh, she it's, listens it's on the radio, like a... and she's like, "Go, you can do it." And then she listens and cries on the radio, like in uh, Pearl Harbor or The Rock or something. Not even that. Like she's just her and her mom are just sort of waiting, you know. Like I think they eventually show up to where yeah. the climax of the movie happens. But um, um, so that's an unfortunate thing. You could contrast that with Stranger Things, which is super influenced by this movie, yeah, or even yeah. The Goonies, you know, which oh, came yeah, a little yeah. bit later and has a similar sort of like crew. Yeah, it's um, an Amblin and, vibe. And I mean, this is like a proto Amblin movie, right? Where if it's not Amblin Entertainment branded, right, yeah. it's like when they said we're making Amblin Entertainment, they said we're going to make stuff like E.T. You know, a, a yeah. vibe of that. I mean, there's kids, they're going to say like, shit in it. They're going to say a few yeah. cuss words. They're going to call each other penis, pe breath. penis breath. God, I was I was, yeah. uh, I was, was hoping when it started, I said, I hope I get to say penis breath before Jake does. They play D&D. Watching yeah. the movie again as an adult. Okay. You know, when you watch, when you're a kid, you watch it because the whole movie, I know this is a like, famous thing. I, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but they shoot the whole movie from a child's yes. point of view. Yes. So like the camera is yeah. held at child's height the Dude, whole time. Like, especially if you consider E.T. as a child, because I mean, really the, the story is told from the start from his point of view. Like you're introduced to like yeah. him and his family or, you know, other aliens right away. You see the alien ship in the first scene. And then from the start, the humans in the first scene, there some humans show up in, in pickup trucks and whatnot, um, and they're just all like flashlights and silhouettes. You don't see you yeah. see their outline, but you don't see them. And then throughout the movie, until the third act, you don't see, with the exception of the mom, and one scene where you see a, a one of the federal agents, you see like yeah. his face, but it's mostly covered up. You only kind of see his eye. Other than that, there are adults, but you never see their faces, and they're almost always shown from the torso down. Yeah, it's like uh, Charlie Brown. You know, like you're watching a Charlie Brown special. Yeah, I mean, really close. And you hear their voices, but... An hour and 20 minutes into the movie, you see the face of the character named Keys, who's like the main government agent. Peter Coyote. Uh, Peter Coyote, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was great in it. And at the, around then, you start seeing other adults' faces. Yeah. And, and this is a and, situation... And then there's a point where, like, when uh, E.T. dies, even though you've seen some faces, but they've mostly been behind masks yeah. or in, like, helmets or, like, under, like, a... What do you call that? What an astronaut wears? I know what you mean. A, a space helmet. A, a, a space yeah. helmet, yeah. yeah. There's a scene, that scene um, where scary after he dies where they yeah. all take off their masks and it's, like, meant to be symbolic or something. There, there's a scene that's played for horror that I, I remember as a kid. Like, one of the scenes that really stands out, there, a couple of different shots stand out to me. You don't know anything about making movies when you're a kid and when you first see this. But it's like, you're dealing with Steven Spielberg who, he knows what he's doing. He's not playing around. But you don't have you yeah. don't understand the grammar of that stuff. When you, the, there's certain shots that really fascinate me. Of course, the the famous shot where they ride the bike over the moon, which, like I said, it's literally the course, brand yeah. for Amblin going forward. They're like, this is the kind of stuff we want to make: kids yeah. flying, a flight of fancy, uh, whimsy, whatnot. 
But the scary yeah. shot to me was Elliot is being threatened by a man in a containment suit. And right. he's a government agent, but he has the mask on. And that's like really frightening, you know, because yeah. he's all in these things. Yeah, and, yeah. and like that's play for horror in a way yeah. that the aliens never are, right? Like they would be normally in a movie like this where it's about alien yeah, contact. I mean, but there, the there thing are... to really be afraid of is the man, is the government. Yeah, totally. The man and adults in general, men in particular, yeah. which makes it, I mean, most well, of the- Well, it's maybe like he's looking for a dad and it's like, it, yeah. Is Peter Coyote yeah, yeah, his yeah. dad? Is E.T. his dad? It's like, you ever read that book, Are You My Mother? And it's like a little bird and he thinks that different things are his mother. I think I've seen that, yeah. You read it to um, kids. It's heartbreaking in its own way. But, right, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I'm Steven Spielberg. I'm writing about being a boy and wanting love. And But when you watch it when you're an adult, you think like, I'm kind of curious more about like the, the mom and dad split up and the dad went to Mexico again or he's going on a trip. Like, yeah, there's all he this, doesn't even like Mexico. Yeah, so this, this whole stuff about the about the parents' divorce was much more interesting to me as an adult. It's kind of like yeah. I watch movies with my kid now and the parts of the movies, the exact parts that seemed the most boring when I was a kid are the things that I'm most interested in now. Right. You know the scene in Star Wars when it's like a bunch of villains are talking around a table? Yeah, yeah, it, before he gets choked. Yeah, it lasts a couple minutes, right? And yeah. to my son, that's like the longest wait he's ever had. Like, he, he's yeah. like, it's the most boring thing I can imagine in my life is like... There's yeah. these various old people and they're just talking. And as, I mean, it's like a couple of minutes, you know, he just can't handle it. But yeah, to me, I remember that's, feeling the yeah. same way when I was a kid about that specific scene. Yeah. yeah you're like, when like, is this going to end? Gonna end? How long is this going to go on for? It's rad. Like, I mean, you know, a lot can be said about Star Wars and how it sort of just fell together. But it seems like in retrospect or not, not just fell together, but like uh, it seems that scene seems like genius in a way because it really sets up the action for later or like yeah contrast. and it shows you who who you know i mean it shows you what's going on it, it does a lot of things without that low like the high of the later action doesn't really is hit, this like, or might not hit as much okay you see a lot of movies when you're a kid right is this a movie that kids see still i have no idea okay i think and, it has been since the 90s that i've seen this movie you got mad because they redid the movie and they took the guns out and you said if I, there's no guns yeah. in it i'm not interested yeah, exactly. Although yeah. the one I watched, I think they undid that. That was the 20th anniversary one. They oh. took the guns out uh, and they changed it. The, there's, there's, From penis a, breath there's a few to things like, they changed. To, no, the, I don't know if they, like, they took penis breath out, but there's a scene in which it's actually off camera. You can hear it's on Halloween. You can hear the mom arguing with the older brother about what he's going to wear. And she says, um, you can't you can't go there dressed as a terrorist. Um, and they changed it from terrorist to hippie. Um, That's weird. Yeah. Like, am I, uh, was it like in October of 2001 it got re-released or something? Is that why? So it was, it was 2002, I think. Oh, because this, so this they were just... Out, it was no, it was the 25th. Touching. So it would have been 2007 time, or whatever. Man. What a wild time. Okay. Yeah. Here's, here's what's up. So it's a movie where it's considered a great movie. It's it's really well done. It's made by a, a, a master of the form. It's maybe oh, the, yeah. the first movie like that that you see as a kid, right? Where... I, maybe Wizard of Oz or something where there's actually... A, there's a lot to recommend it uh, from a filmmaking perspective. Yes, you know, yeah. like that. You enjoy other movies that you watch as a real young kid, but that's one where you're like, well, there's there's actually like, uh, I don't want to say there's not any artistry or any skill going into the movies you watch. I'm just saying that that's how it was for me personally, right? You don't because you yeah, don't watch. Totally. You're not watching a, a, a touch of evil when you're a little kid. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. at least. I wasn't a very um, sophisticated kid. I mean, I think kid. that stuff is there in in yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, which you might want to watch as a kid. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But like this is like. It reminds me of how impressive, or, or you know, why Spielberg became like known to be the guy that he is. Like the stuff yeah, yeah. that he did, a lot of the effects, were quote unquote effects, are just like stuff from old horror movies, like stuff where yeah. he's actually hiding things. Like you see ET's hands and arms, but not his body. His body's off screen because they can't have him do those things. Fake, um, so or also, yeah. they put ET yeah. in a costume or like wrapped in a sheet. So, so at the, well, but then there's also sound design. There's a lot of really cool sound design where you hear, especially at the beginning, where you're not seeing as much of ET, but you hear him. His little voice 
and his feet. You hear him moving around, uh, around the screen. Everywhere you can't see, you can hear him moving around. It's really neat. And then, of course, there's like the uh, the ILM. Yeah, um, modern special read. visual effects as well. Um, I got a question for you because this is like a, a, a test for you. Did you cry when you watched the movie just recently? No, it's a oh. little overwrought. So like a lot did, of the emotional stuff is. And you've seen it, and it doesn't hit as hard uh, now yeah. when you see it. I mean, I shed a tear for like the suburban way of life. Yeah, totally. I, uh, I love how this suburb is like a high desert suburb, you know, essentially like around LA, but it, there's a cornfield in it and it's next to a redwood forest. So, where did they film it? They is, filmed it mostly in, um, I mean, obviously there, there were some like location shots where there's yeah. like a redwood forest and whatnot, but they filmed it mostly in LA in the San, San Fernando Valley. I think Culver City was some of it. Oh, I thought it was um, like they went up to San Rafael or something, you know? No. Because it's like, I don't know. Maybe but, not high desert, whatever, like, whatever kind you know, of desert we, we, Like is. we ranked Howard the Duck on here, which is in a way kind of comparable to this, you know, because as a movie, it's a similar thing. It's a, it's like, yeah, yeah. It, he's kind of like a horny E.T. Like really awesome animatronics that obviously the <laughs> Howard the Duck ones. Like, and, and I mean, it, but it's like in Howard the Duck, it's supposed to be that he's in Pittsburgh, but he's, they filmed it in San Francisco because it was cheaper, which is Cleveland, dude. Oh, Cleveland. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I think I'm ready to rank it. Is there oh, something that we lots more to say about oh, it? Oh, okay, um, man. Well, I'm, okay, I, so, I'm here. I'll look impatiently so, at the clock while you, while you say it and I'll try to make great. it, <laughs> I'll try to rush you. Well, I mean, we, we can't talk about it without giving probably uh, awesome score by John Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a master. Yeah, is uh, it okay on and, the on the list of John Williams scores? Do you like it more than the Jaws score? No, be honest. Um, because do you I'm like not, it more I'm than the Star Wars score? Well. No, uh, did, the, it goes in the, this order. Who, I don't know if Indiana Jones is better than Star Wars or not. We're talking about themes. Um, we're not talking about themes. Yeah, not the, not the entire score. You address um, Mark guy or what? No, it's to me it goes uh, probably Raiders and Star Wars tied, and then. Did he do Superman? He played the saxophone on uh, uh, the Peter Gunn theme, just so you know. So, like, that's <laughs> I don't, pretty, I can't remember yeah. if he did Superman. Superman is yeah, up there. Yeah, he did I don't Superman. Know. And Superman is this, legit. This one, uh, maybe Jurassic Park and then this one, or maybe this one and then Jurassic Park. Yeah. This but Jaws up, is so good, this, too. So it's, This isn't one where you're like, you hear it, you're like, nice. I can't wait to, uh, I'm, I'm going to hear this E.T. theme. You, when you ask me John Williams themes, what he's best known for, I would say, you know, Jaws. and But not to say that it's not a, a masterpiece, the triumph. I, I laughed, I cried, I took my hat off, I jumped out of my seat, all that stuff. I stood at attention. Yeah, um, uh, a very famous bit of product placement is in the movie, right? Yeah. And, and it might be part of a crossover later in the episode, but um, they were going to put, I want to say, M&Ms into the movie. And the executives were, yeah. at M&M Mars said, this alien looks gross. Like, we don't want the thing yeah. to be this gross alien eats these M&Ms. That sounds disgusting. Yep. Like, get this thing out of here. Yep. Leave me alone with this. Miss me with that bullshit. So instead, yep. they talked to the up-and-coming... Uh, uh, Rhesus Corporation is Rhesus probably is now owned by Eminem Mars, but maybe at the time owned by Hershey's. Oh, that's the rival. Yeah. You ever read that book? It's called Chocolate War or something. It's about no. the rivalry between. So the thing about it is, he's eating these Rhesus pieces. I don't think I had even heard of Rhesus pieces until this movie, or I packed in, yeah, I until think... I read the Mad Magazine parody. I sought yeah. them out. They're not a very good candy. They're not as good as Sixlets, and they're not as good as M and M's. But they're somewhere in between. But they're pretty good. They're not as good as M and M's. It's true. And I think maybe they've gotten worse. They had a moment in the 80s, though. There was a time, because of yeah. this movie, probably, where people said, I've got to get my hands on those. i got to have a, a bowl yeah, full of Yeah, sales skyrocketed for Reese's yeah. Pieces. Yeah. Like, this did so well that it really influenced other movies in trying to go for product placement. In Back to the Future, it's like you see um, Michael J. Fox falls asleep and wakes up, and he's got, like, cans of Pepsi at his bed, as if he just slams yeah. the Pepsi before bed, or I don't know what he's doing, you yeah. know? Or wakes up first thing in the morning to um, drink a warm Pepsi. I think it's already open, perhaps. He was drinking it as he went to bed. Like, he nods off, like, he's just slamming yeah. a Pepsi. You know, it's plausible, because um, I was thinking, like, I'd like to do that. That sounds like a reasonable be like, thing to have. You know, it sets the norms 
for things. So, but this is Halloween. They're giving out candy. That kind of makes sense. But that, that doesn't happen during Halloween. But, but later um, on in the movie, it's Halloween, and they, I think later they, on in the movie, yeah. it is Halloween. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a kid dressed as Yoda, and E.T. thinks that that's like he's related to the guy. Oh, so E.T. exists in the Star Wars universe, though, it's, yeah, it's because funny. there's well, a Star Wars movie where there's E.T. aliens. If they're in the same universe, that means in the Star Wars universe, there are Star Wars action figures. Because in this, in E.T., there's Star Wars action figures. There's, uh, a, there's a Yoda costume. Okay, I got something. It's the a long time ago it. in a galaxy far, far away. Meaning, a long time ago, there were these E.T. aliens from ancient Star Wars times. Oh, Some of them are still around. They've gotten all the way to this side of the galaxy, and they're taking botany samples you know many years yeah, later and, and maybe they're dropping off knowledge of the events of star wars yeah uh, oh that's that to earth so earth totally, can learn totally. uh, about star wars and make yeah. the movie um okay so speaking of the botany thing uh, apparently spielberg had said that et was a plant-like creature uh he'd also apparently in the same quote said he was neither female nor male which obviously they they took out because they refer him to he and even elliot even says he's a boy but that's beside the point yeah. um so like et is a plant-like creature um the aliens like have all this like high-tech plant stuff and like plants mixed with crystals in their ship yeah, um, yeah. and it's like immediately contrasted with when the trucks pull up at the beginning like this it, there's a shot of like one of the pickup trucks tailpipes like spouting fossil fuel uh, yeah fumes. it's i mean it's like uh ewoks yeah it is i mean yeah. et's communication device is wind powered like he connects it to like a, a, a tree branch it like somehow yeah, he's like, one with nature exactly and yeah. i think that to a degree the connection that him and elliot have is a bit of a metaphor for like the connection of like humans and earth when like one is dying the other one is dying i'm not oh, sure it also like and feeling yeah and you know there's a scene where elliot gets drunk at school because et is drunk at home et yeah, gets drunk at home as I recall, and he's, drinking, drunk. he's drinking cans of budweiser uh no no this is a colorado kool-aid it's a can of ice cold coors oh okay i'm sorry made from a mountain stream no, no another thing the girl that elliot kisses at school i want to say is later on this same actress is the woman who jumps out of the cake in the Steven Seagal movie? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know uh, what I'm talking it's, about? It's Under Siege, I think. Yeah, right? Under Siege, uh, Under Siege One, but not the Dark Territory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he gets drunk at school and, and lets these frogs out. Uh, yeah, because like he's because ET can't imagine dissecting these frogs. He says yeah. like, yeah, but but like they're plant. He's a plant life, and he was taking plant samples, wasn't he? Or were they just examining? Well, him? He took a little uh, a little plant. They were gonna save it and make it. It was gonna go to an alien zoo. They were gonna do alien experiments on that plant. They probably don't even see the animals as really being uh, being alive in the same way. Although maybe they do with Elliot. I think so. they do. Um, is it, uh, it when, oh. when he gets drunk? Um, Et's drunk. He that's the moment where like he has these like great like leaps in like advancement. He starts to learn to talk while he's drunk. Um, he comes up with the idea of like phoning home while he's drunk. Um, oh yeah, it, it is so like, like that. He sometimes. expands his mind with. A, it's funny because when I've ever ha drank some Coors, it just sort of deadens me. It dulls yeah. my senses. It makes me a little like less funny, a little more slow witted. Like it doesn't really yeah. come to. Any, I don't have elaborate flights of fancy or like a real breakthrough. I had some recently, and I got better at horseshoes. Um, okay, from it. yeah. So um, like, I guess there's that. One um, thing I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but um, his mom has a, like she she I don't know where she works, but um, she dresses in sort of like it's kind of an '80s like she wears a jacket for work, but it's like you know kind of like a pantsuit jacket, but she's also wearing a, a dress. I don't know what you'd call that, but she wears a suit jacket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for work, an '80s version of it. I noticed in one scene she's got a little Betty Boop lapel pin. You know that is a strange thing I, to think about. I always think about Betty Boop as kind of waxing and waning and and being mostly gone by that time, but maybe not. So yeah. here's the thing: is like women in the workplace, uh, how they had to dress in the eighties. Did women right. actually have to dress like that? And the way men dress to some extent, it's I like think so. I mean, this is like it was it was very eighties style. But like she, my guess is that she worked in some sort of office or yeah. some sort of retail where she 
needed to look nice. Not like it was yeah, kind of like yeah. that. It wasn't casual. It was professional enough that she wore a jacket, but it was like a jacket that was. She's working at a law firm or like real estate or something. Yeah, or she could even be a salesperson at like Montgomery Wards, but she still has to dress nice, you know. Oh Which I guess yeah, wow, that's maybe a... nicer than you would today. Like, for example, wear a jacket, like wear yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a suit jacket. My last thing uh, that I wanted to say about it before we can get on to ranking it is that um, the scene when Elliot or sorry Et dies and he comes back to life, and he, it's like very eighties. He comes back to life like right after Elliot says "I love you." Yeah, like Jesus or like Tinkerbell. Yeah, and then <laughs> he comes back to life and goes straight into exclaiming his catchphrase "Et phone home," yeah. like. Not I'm alive. <laughs> like Elliot realizes he's alive, opens the thing, and E.T.'s like, E.T., phone home. Yeah, you got to see a catchphrase. <laughs> so uh, uh, It's great. So do you want to go to the list? We yeah, can, let's uh, go to the list. I feel like we cut, we, we explained the movie. We explained what made it good. Yeah. Let's think about it. What other movies on there? Now, I mentioned Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, which Wh- is... Which is number 146. I would say not a fantastic movie. Like, no. Howard the Duck is E.T. if it wasn't done so yes. well. Yeah, it's like the bizarro E.T., yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of everything that E.T.'s not. Um, so uh, Last Starfighter has a similar vibe. Oh, by the way, to True. me, I generally like when aliens are, are, are scarier. So the Steven right. Spielberg movie that I like and I always will stand up for and which is on the queue for things to rank is uh, War of the Worlds, the right. Tom Cruise yeah. movie that Spielberg made. I, I really enjoy yeah. that, but uh, although it's anticlimactic, but we'll get to that. Yeah. But it's similar. It's almost like they're evil E.T.'s. Uh, let's see. So uh, I think it's better than that. I want to scroll up the list. Definitely better than that. I mean, it, it needs to go higher than... I think... It's better than Bill like Bogus Journey, which is number 81. 81. And that's like around the middle of it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's got to move up. I mean... Um, now, I got to say, I think it's not as good as Trading Places, the movie, which is number 40. Okay. So number 40, we have Trading Places, the movie... And, and it's also not I, as good as the Truman Show, which is number forty-three. Which mm-hmm. I, I I think Truman Show is fantastic, and it makes people go crazy. So it's a powerful film in a very real sense. It it, yeah. it like drives people over the edge to insanity. One of these days, I got to rewatch Truman Show so I can have a frame of reference for this. Well, uh, watch out before you do. Like you got to inoculate yourself somehow. Okay, uh, so that's at forty-three. Um, E.T. is like a big deal. It was like, uh, it, it's an influential movie. Like, it's more influential than any of the, than Trading Places even. How I don't want to put it above Trading Places. Like, it got, places? you have Mac and Me, right? That okay. was like, you had things that copied it. You had the Iron Giant, right. maybe, which is in some ways similar. And right? then, like, think about like, again, Amblin Entertainment used yeah. that as its logo. Like, it's, it's. Well, they didn't want to use not... John Belushi saying racial slurs from 1941. <laughs> so they had yeah. to use something. I mean, it, be, it was an immediate blockbuster. It surpassed Star Wars in, in box office sales. Yeah. You know, it was the highest grossing film of all time until Jurassic Park came out. I don't, I, maybe it might be better than Jurassic Park. I, I don't know. Like, it's not, I, I enjoy yeah, watching yeah. Trading Places more. I probably enjoy watching Flashdance more. But well, yeah, because there's I flash like, dancing in it. E.T. doesn't do a course, sexy yeah. dance where the glitter falls on him, or the you know. I, I feel like this movie is so well constructed, better than any of those movies. Mm. But I mean, uh, there's a problem with Truman Show where at the heart of it, it's Jim Carrey, and it's like you either can handle watching Jim Carrey for two hours or you can't. You know, and I understand if you can't. Trading Places does have the blackface in it too. Oh yeah, well that that's why it's lower. I mean, it would be higher True. if it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm okay with putting it in this sort of clump of movies. Um, so at 40, we've got Trading Places. Then at 42, Flashdance. Now you're putting Truman it above Enter the Dragon. That means for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can. We don't have to put it in the clump of movies though. We could put it like a little further down. Or... Uh, neither of us wants to put it above Trading Places. Yeah. I, I think. Um, but I don't want to put it below Truman Show. Uh, <laughs> so I... if we put it somewhere around there, it's, it would stick it in that. Clump I want to put it below Dilapidated Shacks. Uh, okay, that's you know what? I want to put it below Chinatown in San Francisco, but above handkerchiefs. You know what? I love handkerchiefs, though. 
I, I wore a handkerchief around my neck just today when I went on a bicycle ride. I kept the sun off my neck. E.T. the movie, if I took a VHS of it and strapped it to my neck to divert the sun, it would have been itchy, uncomfortable. It wouldn't have worked. I think you're using a negotiation tactic here where you're like trying to suddenly go lower than where I was well, looking well, at. Well, also, like, I'm looking lower. at nail clippers and it's like, you can't mutilate your penis with the uh, E.T. the movie. You can. Like, with the VHS of it. If you put it in the part that um like turns. Uh, that, like, you're and right. Spun it around okay. enough. Okay. Maybe. I, take I don't your know. Point. Okay. I got it. Okay. Wait. And rye bread is um, something I love at all times. Like you could say, Phil. 51. If you said, Phil, there's rye bread uh, downstairs in your house right now. Go get it. And I would just go get it and eat it. The listener would have to hear me smacking my lips. Whereas, okay, I'm gonna. I'm starting to rethink this. You said rye bread, which is 51. Yeah. I'm looking at Bon Jovi again. When I'm thinking about like the joy that like Bon Jovi brings me versus yeah. ET, I I do like ET, and I it's the, the intellectual side of me wants to put it um higher, but like the the uh, like I just watched it now, and I think I could probably go without ever watching it again. Yeah, it's like you like it, but this is just some heavy hitters here. You know, yeah. same with Enter the Dragon, where I don't need to watch it again. Yeah. Or like Popeye's chicken where it's like, you know, I'm trying not to eat so many fried foods. So Yeah, I mean Popeye's chicken is 68. Uh, I think it needs to go above that. Okay. It should be above Charmander at the least because Charmander is like a very ET derivative. He's shaped right. kind of like Char- like okay. ET. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's keep looking up. So does it need to go above Popeye, a fictional character? Well, I couldn't imagine ET punching a, a bolt charging him and it turns into a bunch of beef yeah. cuts and sausages. Actually, I want to put it below Popeye. Um, yeah, me too. And I'm not sure, but right below Popeye because okay. at 62, we've got Blade and at 63, we've got Dan Aykroyd. And so you think you want to put him between those two? No, I think I want to put it right below Dan Aykroyd. That makes sense to me. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and do that then. So uh, E.T., the extraterrestrial mm-hmm. 1982 movie goes in at uh, number 64, moving Goats, the animal, to number 65. It's uh, a so clumsy title, by the way. A clumsy title. It is. Um, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Anyways. <laughs> like, Close Encounters of the Third Kind makes you think, well, third kind? What the fuck? You know? Yeah. Uh, like, Jaws is a better title than that. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll rank the next thing. Yeah. So, welcome back. We're going to talk about the next thing that's on our list. We're going to rank this thing. Ranks for everything, as we always say. Eventually. Um, Eventually. This this was submitted by John P. This was submitted quite a bit ago, but um, we're, I was having trouble locating it. Um, I was kept on looking at the Walgreens by my house all the time to see if I could find Reese's Ultimate Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, sorry, Reese's Ultimate Peanut Butter Lover's Cup. Now, um, and it just like last week came around. So I got one for you. I've been watching you. ads uh, during the NBA playoffs. They show these ads. But okay. they, why are they doing short ads if I can't get the thing? That's a waste. They're throwing money away. They're building hype or something? I'm not yeah. sure. Um, scarcity. Uh, trying to have the false scarcity. So um, what this is, I've got a quote from the, the Hershey's website. Hershey's owns Reese's. Oh, okay, good. Um, it, it says, if you're a peanut butter lover, it's time to reward those elite taste buds. Reese's Ultimate Peanut Butter Lover's Cup. Sorry, Reese's Ultimate Peanut Butter Lover's Peanut Butter Cups have doubled the flavor with peanut buttery goodness inside and out. And what it is essentially is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, but the cup bit is made not of chocolate, but of some sort of peanut butter flavored Soy less thin. Like, um, it's, it's like just the emulsifier, but maybe it's like yeah. a white chocolate that's been flavored with peanut butter flavoring i don't think it's white chocolate i mean what is white chocolate anyways it's not chocolate um it kind of is people will tell you white chocolate is chocolate i I, i've said that before and people tell me i'm wrong and they somehow it's not it's not true you know that they they use i'm not sure what it is it's some sort of peanutty no there's no chocolate in this though yeah so So this is like it's it's, i mean there's lots of ingredients it's not just peanut butter and peanut butter so fundamentally i gotta say before we even try it we're gonna try it and you're gonna they're gonna hear us eating which i know everyone is looking forward to 
Um, they we'll, we'll, SM- do is, we'll try to not talk with their mouths open. Yeah, yeah. And we'll um, try to edit out parts that. The, uh, I got some issues bad. with it, man. I, I like okay. it. The whole point of Reese's, it's the two great tastes that taste yeah. great together. So yeah. it's like from the very beginning, the core concept yeah. of it is a mix of chocolate and peanut butter. And you, you tinker with that at your peril. Like you, yeah. I understand you can put those two things and maybe you use dark chocolate, maybe you use yeah. almond butter, maybe you use peanuts instead of just peanut butter. But you yeah. you need to have a mixture of two things. And I would call this, yeah. instead of a peanut butter lovers, it's a chocolate haters or even a Reese's haters, <laughs> right? Like yeah. If, if, yeah, if, yeah. If, if, if this is for people who don't like Reese's cups because they say, you know, the one thing I don't like about Reese's cups, the chocolate. Like Who says yeah. that? I, I just, I can't. I can't imagine that being a thing. You know what it reminds me of is the, the flavor profile of uh, a Reese's Pieces. So ET might like this right. stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll like Although it. Those the, the Reese's Pieces do have the um do have the candy shell, but yeah, yeah. It's like it, what is the uh, slogan for this? One great taste that tastes. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure. You know? you know what? Like I feel like we're being critical of it, but it's hard not to. Yeah, maybe we're gonna have to eat our words, so to speak. Objectivity is a myth. It's not real. Like you can't report on these kind of things objectively. Yeah. All you can do is be open about your biases, right? You're like, hey, yeah. I-, I might be calling the game, but I hope the Knicks win. Yeah, you're doing election coverage, and you have to pretend like, oh yeah, oh, somebody's gonna win in the election, and like you don't really care that much. And of course you care. Like, yeah. what kind of person would you be if you didn't? You gotta be. But if we're honest about our yeah. biases going into it, we're we're both skeptical but open-minded on their website they do sell it as kind of like two different types of peanut butter taste i guess and apparently the interior is sweeter than than the regular peanut butter cup they, interior. that regular yeah. material is pretty sweet as it is yeah and also another thing i prefer a little less sugar in my peanut butter blah blah the inner blah. bit is going to be sweeter and a different texture than the normal peanut butter cup um also i want to note that so we're eating the reese's ultimate peanut butter lovers peanut butter cup there's another one that's not for that there's another doesn't have the ultimate in it it's just reese's peanut butter lover's cup with no ultimate and that one the bottom half of the cup is chocolate but the top half of the cup is like this so it's like it's got a little bit of chocolate in it do you um, feel jake you, that you, there's been some shrinkage of peanut butter cups since you were a kid or are we just not children so they don't seem oh i'm not sure i think it's probably the second i mean there are there are ver- different versions i'm gonna open this and look at this one and see what i see but when i was a kid these seem massive okay so i'm opening mine the little paper thing is still brown. They should have had a tan-colored one. Well, they want the contrast. Oh, I'm eating it. It implies chocolate, though. Okay, I'm going to take a bite as well. You know what? I like it. Yeah. it's. I'm eating my words. I like it. But when you bought me the king size, I don't think I'm going to eat four of these, though. Not to say I would, take, I would be able to take four regular Reese's Cups to the face. To me, I think the perfect size is like the little Halloween mini ones anyway. But yeah, I like this candy. Sorry. I'm... Yes. Do I like it? I feel like it's missing something. I agree. It tastes a lot like... It tastes like sweet peanut butter. It is missing something. It's chocolate, but that doesn't make it bad. No, no. Okay, Reese's Cups, regular Reese's Cups aren't on the list yet. Yeah. But if they were on the list, I would put them higher than this. Of course, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the main thing about this, and I think the reason John wanted us to rank it, is that it's an example of a, what do you, what's the word brand I'm looking extension? for? Um, no, no. Um, yeah, brand extension, but... Um, oops all berries it's an oops all berries situation yeah um mm-hmm. there's a specific word that means when you um the reducto ad absurdum it's not the word i'm thinking of but um uh, i know what you're talking about it's yeah. a turning up to 11 um yeah. i think this fits squarely in the oops all berries category of things or double stuff oreos kind of like Do- yeah it's, it's a double stuff oreo situation yeah and i feel like oops all berries is kind of like the shadow that hangs over this because no like it's i don't even think it's on our queue but it's it's a reference point a lot of the times like a lot of things are kind of oops all berries yeah Oops All Berries is like a really powerful idea. It's like taking the thing and purifying it. Taking yeah. all, like, you know, ghee, where you take all the butter, yeah. that everything that doesn't get in your arteries, you, you skim that off. You just have yeah. only the keef, only the 
uh, only the good stuff, you know, all killer, no filler. Superlative is the word I was trying to think of. Yeah. You, uh, you, you just want like, it's for peanut, the ultimate peanut butter lovers. Yeah. Like the final um, form of being a peanut butter lover is, although to me, if I was like the real ultimate peanut butter lover, I would have a jar of peanut butter. I would have a strap so it goes around my belt. Yeah. And I'm just dipping in, like, you know, people that shoot tobacco, but I'm dipping in my hand into peanut butter all day. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I could imagine a, a level of peanut butter lover that's, oh, a, that's peanut above. Chew. Uh, that's a good idea. They probably need that, I bet. Oh, you mean? <laughs> or like, chewing tobacco, but maybe not with chewing tobacco, tobacco in it, but some sort of like, I bet like a peanut South. butter, like a, like a, what do you call it? The, you know, the bandits, the little, uh, skull bandits. Little, little sacks you put in your mouth to. Would they have, have tobacco, tobacco too, or just peanut butter? They would have peanut butter and also like some sort of drug that's more addictive than tobacco. You but, know, I like boiled peanuts, like the southern ones. And I was thinking they should yeah. make a Reese's. Dude, that is, they're developing that right now. Some sort of like uh, hot yeah. or spicy or peppery or like paprika, that's or, you what know, whatever. That's what people want chili more powder. than all peanut butter. Like make a, uh, yeah. a, a, a spiced chocolate yeah. and, you know, like yeah, spiced Aztec, chocolate, peanut Aztec thing, yeah. chocolate. For with, sure. Or it can be inspired uh, you know, by, with, um, by boiled peanuts. Um, yeah, yeah. Make it Louisiana like Cajun, uh, Cajun peanut butter. Right. I have to wonder if this peanut butter cup, um, the cup part of it, is cheaper to make than a chocolate cup. Well, yeah, because chocolate, I've heard that chocolate got, like, during the pandemic, chocolate got, got tight. So maybe this is yeah. something where they want to keep the machines warm. Yeah. They're, they're paying the people to work anyway. They got to make something. So they're making this. I, I, there might be something like that going on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I do got to say that um, it is good. I mean, Reese's peanut butter cups, I, I like them quite a bit. They're going to go, the, yeah. the normal ones are going to go pretty high on the list when the time that's, comes. That's a top level candy. That's below Snickers yeah. with me, but it's yeah. like, it's right up there. It Like, they're perennials but for a reason. You know, you, you, this, you always think like, why is that always around? Well, people like it. It's good. Although it's like, I like the, the you know, I'm a rugged person. I like raw things. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know me, I like a Zagnut, you know, whatnot. You like Newman's own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, so yeah, but yeah. these are these are bona fide goods. So I can't yeah. I can't be mad at them. Um, do you want to just go to the list and see where? Okay, we can rank let's them? think about it. Do we have any other candy on the list? So at number ninety nine, we have Whoppers, um, which I like quite a bit as well. I'm I like Whoppers more as than low these. as they are, but it's weird that Whoppers are so low. But like they are. I mean, it's because of probably their candy, they're sugary. I mean, candy's not a, yeah, yeah. Know, necessarily. Oh, and a good it's idea. like oppressive. It, like oh, um, at, 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 so so they, at one eighteen, they're sponsored by War Toys. So yeah, you don't exactly. want kids playing with them or something. It, and there's also better examples of it. Like Whoppers is like the, the ones that you get from the bulk bin at the at the health food store are oh, better yeah, than, the, than Whoppers. The, Newman thing. Zone, the, the ones that cost a little more or the ones that have coconut in them or something. Yeah, that's not quite the case for, I think the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Mm -hmm. I don't think an off-brand has perfected that the way Reese's has, but this is nah, not man, that. You just this said is, you, this Newman Zone puts one. almond in it. I prefer but, almond, you know, not... Like I'm an almond uh, butter. I understand it costs more. I understand okay. there's a, a a drought situation going on. So I, I shouldn't. Maybe it's irresponsible of me to be trumpeting almonds. But like, like I'm not gonna say I don't like them. I'm from California. I like almonds. I understand. So where was that? Where were Whoppers at? They were at 99. Yeah, I think um, below that. I feel like these should go below that. So down at 118, we have peanut butter ice cream. Oh, wow, that's kind of it's kind of we had that ice cream that was kind of what you would call an ultimate peanut butter lovers ice cream. It yeah. had. Ice cream with peanut butter in it, which is kind of good, uh, but there's a reason why it's not one of the most popular flavors. You know, it's not the that's not in the top five of ice cream flavors. Yes, but that has the benefit of being ice cream, which um, is, is pretty yeah. darn good in uh, you know general, yeah. um, just by itself. So I, I think this has to go a little bit lower than it. I mean, I, I really do like it, but um, okay, what do man. you think? Okay, I gotta say yeah. this is like to me, it's like a flawed thing. It's yeah. it's like. But it's good. We can't we can't act like it's not good. It, it yeah, is but, good. Yeah, but but 
it's like it's flawed in such a way. And there's yeah. some flawed things down on the list where I'm looking at. I'm looking at like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Steve Jobs, a flawed person. You know, so Bill and Ted's is, the Excellent Adventure is at 140. Steve Jobs is 141. The Last yeah. Starfighter, a kind of a flawed movie, but one that like maybe well intentioned or a good idea. And they, maybe the idea of this is look, we want to keep our staff employed, so we're gonna have yeah. to try. We're gonna have to try some things in these unprecedented times. I get I it. Mean, I mean, know? Bill and Ted's a good example where I do like it, but yeah. it has some problems. But I feel um, like fundamentally, this is a fundamentally flawed idea from the very beginning. Yeah, where yeah. it's not it's... just poor execution, and that's why I want to put it by Chris Gaines. I like Jason's not here, so I can say this. Chris Gaines is, is like it's not a great idea, as w- whether you think it's well executed or not. It's yeah. like the, the very idea of it was this. This is weird. It's flipped. I like the idea of Chris Gaines. Like the idea to yeah. me, the idea of Chris Gaines is way stronger than the execution of Chris Gaines. Oh, wait, and wait. Here we got a candy on here. That's it's one fifty five Cadbury cream eggs. Uh, yeah. This is way better than that. This deserves to go higher than that for sure. Absolutely. Oh no, uh, Cadbury cream eggs are disgusting. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I like them, and okay. I would want to have another one before I could. I if you could line up Cadbury eggs in front of me, and I would probably I, like. I, I, I'll say I hate them and I'll say they're gross and I say I don't want anything right. to do with them, but I'll be trying to get at them, you know? Well, they're disgusting. Um, This is but actually like, good. I, Jake, I, would, I'm like, I would eat another one of these. I know. I would eat uh, another Cadbury cream. I'm probably not going to eat the rest of these. I'm going to tell my son I ate them all and then throw them in the trash. Um, <laughs> no, I'm okay. not going to do that. I'm so anyways, not so bad. The idea of these are bad. The execution is good. Like, I saw your reaction when you when you ate it and you were like, I said I liked it, but then like, I turned on it. I like it. For the, I did it for the, for um, I wanted the social media heat. I, I turned on it to, to get the likes. Cadbury cream eggs is too low. That is that the Cadbury cream eggs is trash, uh, and this is not trash. It's I mean it's it is trash, know, but it's it's better than that. Cadbury cream eggs is kind of a cool idea. Let's, let's go back up again egg. to Chris Gaines. What you're talking about? One forty-five. Yeah. Um, it's a big it's a big concept. For me, it's this is a you know Chris I like Gaines that they're is, trying is, things. Is good... I like that they're trying things. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. Cadbury cream eggs yeah. was invented in the 1930s or something. I I like that they're trying out a new thing. They're like, what if one thing instead of two things. Well, Chris Gaines is a is a poorly executed cool idea to me, and this is a poor idea that was executed it's, well. That it I it was done as like. well as it could possibly be if it wasn't for it, the, the problem isn't in the execution. The problem is in the concept. Like yes, the candy exactly. is as good as it can be, yes. given that it's a Reese's peanut butter cup with no chocolate. Yes, it's as yeah. good as you could you could make such a thing. It's a yeah. good thing to eat. I would have another one. I wouldn't turn it down if someone offered it to me. Cadbury cream eggs, I'll straight up turn down, or if I don't, I'll regret it, and that wouldn't be the case. With, this i'm not saying i never um, regret it but so, like if you told me that there was a cadbury cream egg uh, downstairs in my house like uh, like i said yeah. earlier with the rye bread i would go and eat it right now I, right. I wouldn't be proud of it i wouldn't like be bragging about that i ate it but like i, I want to get our hands on those things they're but they're disgusting i admit okay and yeah. this is not what well, kind of um, is and it, i mean it, it kind of is jake it is but not not the way those are man those are terrible it's pretty gross because like what is this it's like a, a waxy like why not just eat from the peanut butter from the jar we're not ranking peanut butter from the jar. You're right, though. Yeah. But my point is that it can't go as low as Cadbury cream eggs. Okay. If that's your floor. Um, that's my floor. Yes. And and I did say I, I liked that... it when I ate it. So, like, you, did say you, you got to hold it. me to my words. I get it. So, you want to put it under Chris Gaines? Yes, I do. And above crushed ice. Yeah. Crushed ice yeah, is that, pretty that, rad, that, though. Oh, no, because it spills out. You're right. So, uh, Reese's Ultimate Peanut Butter Lover's Cup, the candy, goes into the list at 146, moving crushed ice to 147. And we are done with our topics for Phew. today. I want to do a listener mail. We oh, got a okay. message from somebody regarding the episode that just came out, last week's episode. Okay. Mogan B wrote us uh, on Instagram yeah. and said, Hey, dudes, I really like the podcast and I'm currently in the middle of the new episode, episode 50. Um, but it appears you may not be aware that a Chris Gaines movie was made. 
Well, kind of. There was a full behind the music on Chris Gaines, VH1's behind the music, that is, uh, where they tell the story of his best friend dying in a plane crash, his own car crash, and, quote, disfigurement, as well as his struggle with, quote, sex addiction. Uh, He provided us a link to watch this. I haven't watched it yet, but he says he's watched it six times in the past year and a half, and it's a thing of beauty. Um, So he suggests we watch it. So, yeah, I mean, we totally missed that. Yeah. Um, Maybe we will watch it. And he was saying, you know, if if you were watching it, it would would change the ranking. Uh, It wouldn't change the ranking. Uh, The ranking has been made. We can't unless we Uh, do the dark ceremony again, which is, if you listen to that podcast, you know that's that's no joke. No picnic either. Maybe in 25 to 50 episodes. He suggested, well, yeah, maybe next time if we are able to re-rank something, he was saying maybe Chris Gaines will be the new sex and get re-ranked higher. We'll see. It's true, though. I've heard um, people saying Chris Gaines is the new sex, though. Yeah. It's like, that's a a phrase you hear walking around town. Um, But, Mogan, thanks for writing. Uh, We'll, yeah. we'll get around to watching and that thing. And thanks for holding um, our feet to the fire. It's like yeah. uh, Jake and I and our guests, too. We say these things. Yeah. We, we, I'm sure Jason has watched it. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's something Jason knows about. Yeah. He, he's like the special Chris Gaines correspondent. I, I would yeah. say, though, that like um, it's important for us for you to keep us honest because Jake and I don't have a lot of expertise in this or any other subject. So it's like it's important as listeners that let us know when we're wrong about something. Otherwise, we won't be able to learn or grow. All we have is uh, the innate knowledge of the list that's been inserted into our subconscious. Other than that, we don't, we don't, we don't have all the knowledge and everything. Yeah. Um, do you want to wrap it up? Phil? Yeah. I also want to say uh, the end of the episode is coming. Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> thanks for listening to every damn thing. We hope you enjoyed it. Go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and show notes. If you have something you'd like us to add to the list of everything uh, or anything else you want to say to us, you can email us at list at everydamthing.net. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can suggest topics there as well. Subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen. Our theme is by Jade Puget. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it on your platform of choice. That really helps us. Uh, if you give us a good five-star rating and review and you take a screenshot of that, send it to us. Tell us a submission that you would like bumped to the front of the submission queue. You can skip a line. So send us that five-star review screenshot and skip the line with your submission. If you want to support the show in general, the best thing you can do is recommend it to a friend. Uh, and uh, that's it. Uh, we'll see you next week. You got a new catchphrase? Yeah, I was going to say ranks for everything. Did you already say that one? Uh, we said that one recently. It's what we always um, say. We always say it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we said it. <laughs> Goodbye. We said it. <laughs> Bye.